All right, and we are live once again here on the Rebel with a Cause podcast. I am your host, Eric, and uh, joining me, uh, what is it now, the third or fourth time? Yes. Good old Brit. Yeah. Formerly of uh, Freckles and Brit, maybe one day they'll ha they'll have to come back, do some more stuff. We'll see. I have some we'll new see. stuff coming up, so. <laughs> but uh, while we were talking offline, uh, apparently uh, some L.A. comedian went after you. He did. Um, I made a post that said. Wait, are you misgendering? Uh, I, hate you to misgender. probably. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what <laughs> it is anymore. Um, but basically, I made a post that said this 10,000 pounds of rainbow laden bullshit in a clown car month is almost <laughs> over. And yeah, I got called a bigot and a Trump supporter. And um, it, it, it was called homophobic. Um, of course, I know. I know. Next time I'm like just thigh deep in pussy, I'm gonna think about my internalized homophobia because <laughs> I mean, maybe that'll mm. stop it. So, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, nothing better in this world than to be thigh deep in pussy. Yeah, I, mean, I, I assume I would yeah. never know, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny that uh, that's their first go to on anything, they get any kind of pushback whatsoever and it's they automatically jump to the ad hominems because they can't really think about their position more than a second yeah it's just oh man it's the thing that just drives me up the wall so at this point now i'm just like okay i'm a racist i'm a bigot now what <laughs> yeah when i when i mentioned like um i'm not homophobic i'm bisexual and yeah um why do you hate women like i got blocked and then of course he went and started mining my account Oh, yeah, because or, now they have to report everything you've done for the past uh, 10 years. Yeah, so he screenshot a tweet that I had made on my Salt by Brit account that said, I hope J6 was just a trial run. And <laughs> I'm not going to delete oh, it. Yes. I'm going to stand by it. So, <laughs> Oh, yes, the, the good old thing. Want it more. Yeah, that like right when they started doing the 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 gay fake trial <laughs> that they had, I was like, all right, how fake do, does this need to be? They have a former ABC executive directing all of this, right? I mean, how fake does it really have to be? Yeah. And then when you're going after the people that you know put that up in their uh, in their timeline and everything, it was like, oh, this is you know this direct assault on our democracy. And I was like, number one, we're a constitutional republic. At least we're supposed yeah. to be. Democracy is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. My oh, yeah. favorite is the people that come in my tweets or my mentions every day, letting me know, like, do you want Wyoming to have the same number of representatives as California? Yeah, zero. Yeah. Like, that, that's really where I'm at. But if we're going to do it this way, then I would rather have it this way than have yeah. California running everything because you're all redacted. Yeah, I know. I lived among you. I, I love it when they post the map of like population. And I was like, look, everybody who lives in this part of the country that, you know, that equals the same amount of people that live in this part. I was like, great. You just owned yourself and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the whole reason <laughs> why we have the electoral college. We don't want the tyranny of the majority. Like, uh, and if you think that the minority is going to be the tyranny, then 
let's start talking about minorities in other areas. Like, let's move on to Pride Month. Like, (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Yeah, this it, uh, they never can concede that point. There was a uh, a poll done here pretty recently where everyone just like vastly overestimated like how many gay, how many bisexual, how many transsexual people there are in the country, like by a factor of a hundred. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like transsexual people they make up less than one tenth of one percent of the entire population of the United States. Yeah, but when when asked, they was like, oh, that's easily fifteen percent. It's like yeah. No. 15, not 15%. even close. Like, not even close. It's just, these are the same people that thought half of the people that got COVID died. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all in the same uh, all in the same vein. It's like when you asked them how, how many of the COVID deaths, I was like, oh, easily thirty percent. It's like really 30 percent of people. Like, it's like it's, forty million people were dead all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> They don't math well, uh, which is, I think, might be the problem why they keep taxing as much as they, as much as they want to tax, because yeah. they don't understand how math and numbers work. Like, <laughs> Jeff Bezos oh, yeah. to be taxed $55 bajillion, so then we could feed all the kids in Gabon, Africa, or something. I forget, because it changes. You know? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 uh, they like to move the, the chessboard around a little yeah. bit while we're not looking. Yeah. I think that was when we were kids. You have to finish your dinner because a child in Africa will starve. Yeah, I'm Generation X, so it was uh, starving kids in China. China, that was okay. The line. Yeah, there that was go. that was the line. It was like, oh, you know, they got a billion Chinese over there, and like 400 million of them are, are the only ones who eat. And it was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the it's like I, I'm seven. Can we not do this? The rest are just sustaining on sunlight and scraps right. you throw away. <laughs> like, they're, so, they're breath somehow. Aryans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I'm a Xenial, so that whole, like, Save Africa thing was real big when I was a kid. Yeah, later on, it was like, uh, it was like, oh, there's starving kids in Africa. I was like, yeah. okay. Cue up I- the Sam Kinison. You're in a fucking desert! <laughs> nothing's gonna grow out here yeah and then we have like you know probably the next kind of like elder millennials who uh who i'm sure a lot of them remember perry farrell trying to save tibet so i'm sure they're starving tibetan children too yeah and apparently the more we eat the better off they are so Go America, because I think we're the fattest nation in the world now. <laughs> just, just about. I mean, go outside, look around. You know, you'll see, you'll see people. It's like, yeah, you could probably skip lunch. And I, I think it's a direct correlation, like, that we all have internalized that the more we eat, the more we save children in other parts of the world from starving to death. Like... Yeah, like you just want to cue the meme of the uh, skeptical African kid. It was like, so you're telling me... <laughs> That if you finish all of your pork chop and mashed potatoes, I will somehow get a piece of this. <laughs> How do we always end up on these like tangent subjects? This is the show. <laughs> it's like always like, here's what we're going to talk about. And just kidding. So. Yeah, I, I just like want to like rebrand the show to I'm already digressing, you know, and then just go. <laughs> you should. You know, we should do an offshoot show that we'll do it with you like once a month. 
We just have the uh, the crazy picture of Doc Brown trying to explain the uh, the different timeline when they went back to uh, <laughs> Donald Trump as president. I mean, Biff. <laughs> Biff. <laughs> oh man, let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna check my Twitter feed and see. Homie's oh. still um, he's still uh, ranting at me behind a block. So. Oh, Mr. L.A. Comedian is still still going after you, huh? I know. And, you know, if only he could uh, have that much passion about his shows and probably just I'm sure he would have more than 3000 followers. So. We'll wow. See. I've got more followers than an L.A. Comedian. Yeah. So. Holy I shit. Mean, good for you, buddy. Maybe one day you'll fill up the Laugh Factory on a Tuesday afternoon. Like, <sighs> the good old Laugh Factory. You know, you're, you know, early 2000s, people would go into the Laugh Factory and then uh, all of the comedians would get pissed off when Dane Cook would bump them for 45 minutes. <laughs> I have spent so many weekends at so many comedy clubs that I have seen that kind of thing happen. Um, and <laughs> Dane Cook seems like a real nice guy. Been in a lot of his rooms in Clubhouse. Talked to him a couple times. I just wish that I could hear one of his jokes one day. I haven't. I've seen almost all of his shows. I just, I'm just waiting for the jokes. So I've, I've yeah. watched his movies. I've heard his talks. One day, one day, one day I'm going to hear one of his jokes and I'm sure it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. there. He's had a, he's had a few stuff, but all of his, uh, his act was basically, I'm just, you know, the bro bro and I'm just going to bro out with my bros. Yeah. While he's doing the comedy and everything. And then uh, it didn't really age all that well. It's like I've gone back and like listened to some of the earlier stuff. And it's it, it's like, oh, I can definitely tell you were ripping off jokes from Internet culture, you know, yeah. getting into those Call of Duty uh, lobbies and you're working out your material. And that's quite literally what he did. So if Dane Cook didn't look like Dane Cook, then he would be like the Greg Barrett of the comedy world. Like. <laughs> And nobody Greg knows Bar who that is. Greg Barron wasn't even the Greg Barron of the comedy. Yeah, like, like, He's like doing like uh, relationship advice columns now, I think. He, I think that's what, yeah, like that. I think he was a consultant on Sex in the City, and that's like the last thing he did after cleaning his wallet chain. But literally, <laughs> like, they're, the, they're interchangeable. So, I mean, at least Greg Barrett is somewhat fuckable. <laughs> Like Dane Cook is just terrible. Yeah, Greg Greg Barron had that uh that nice little pompadour. It's like the sandy blonde yeah. pompadour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he'd try harder to like he'd be like, I go down there for a minute. He's like, like I have to overcome my very German sounding last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like This is like automatically a turnoff for everybody in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because the audience would show up and it's like, Barrett, look at this guy coming out here. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether to laugh or to goose step in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah who yeah. was another one of those interchangeable comedians back then? It was like, oh, Anthony Jeselnik. That was another guy. Oh, that guy just wasn't funny at all. I mean, he, he, and he had plastic face too. Yeah. He has plastic face, so it's creepy. Yeah, and well, the one thing I can respect Jesselnick for is he could tell like a very dark humor type of joke, completely deadpanned. Yeah. So I mean that that's a skill amongst itself because you know like inside you're going to be dying laughing, but 
Yeah. He he had he's funny occasionally. Was he the one that kind of came up with Amy Schumer? Or was that Yeah, that was all kind of like in that class. Yeah. And speaking of like she's the worst. I'm so glad that people oh. are starting to see how awful she is. Cuz she's yeah, just it's... Not funny. She's got that pie face. It's like just mm, I don't like anything about her. Just uh, promoted way too soon. It's like people were treating her like she was like a a 15 year comic and she would only been in it like a few years at the point. Yeah, I think it was like she had that um like her stick is like saying really wild things kind of like deadpan. That's why I thought of her like her and Justin like they kind of like like she kind of does it with that little like pie sweet pie face that she has, you know. We're like, oh, this girl looks nice and she's not cute enough to be saying this. And so it was kind of shocking, but I never found it entertaining. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, she she looks like if a Cabbage Patch Kid and a Campbell's Soup Kid had a baby and then stepped on it. Yeah. I just, it's like so moon face, it's not even funny. It's Yeah. <laughs> And the boobs, like, stop, stop, man. It's like nobody's oh. looking there. <laughs> it's like, it's so weird because it's like, here's this outfit and this terrible hair and this terrible face. And like, let me put these white boobs out. Like, just stop. Just at least put some bronzer on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm pasty white. There's like no way that I'm going to be, you know, showing too much revealing stuff on my end. Cause you know, it's just all pasty white skin and red body hair and nobody wants to see that anyways. <laughs> wow, it's like, but even if I had to like do like something with my shirt off, it's like, um, is there like something I can spray? Get I mean, Donald Trump's guy. He, he was pretty good. At it. CK, so don't let it stop you. <laughs> oddly, oddly enough, I have signed autographs for that guy. So have you? I have been mistaken for a Louis, especially if I just have the goatee going. Oh, yeah. Do do you Never. do you also do you also do the other thing for them, or just <laughs> just a signing of the autographs? I just have to let you know I'm gonna about to do something. I just need to know if we're cool or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope that that's a true story and it happens often. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was like uh, I was in a McDonald's and uh, it was when I was driving for Uber and they started doing the Uber Eats around Baton Rouge. So I go into the McDonald's and for whatever reason, they didn't want me to do the drive through. I had to go inside and some guy came up and he goes, Louis C.K., what are you doing in a Baton Rouge McDonald's? And I was like, (laughs) and I can't do like a Louis C.K. impression. I was like, I know, right? This is crazy. (laughs) And he he got me to sign uh, his uh, his iPod. Uh, he had like an iPod shuffle, which was like horribly out of date. You know, you're right. like, this is 2018. Why do you still got that? But yeah, he gave me a black Sharpie and, and his iPod and I signed the back of it as Louis CK. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. You made that dude stay. Yeah. He, he, he's got a story to tell forever. I asked, but you didn't yeah. meet him, but you know, unless he watches this show and then you just ruined it. So <laughs> you'll have to go back and sign as you. So, <laughs> But yeah, that's a kind of similar that uh, Elijah Wood and um, Daniel Radcliffe will sign each other's autographs sometimes because they'll get mistaken for each other. 
Yeah. And I think that's like the coolest story ever. <laughs> it's wild to me how many people it's like Hollywood definitely has a look. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone has a doppelganger and then and it's like they're so weirdly similar. And even if it's like years apart, um, that it, it's just like it's it's trippy. It's like they just want one certain type of look or like you know it's like they've got their characters or set of characters and then everyone in hollywood kind of looks the same and then they yeah it's like what else can you do you kind of have to laugh i guess if you're famous about it because if you say like i'm annoyed by it you just look like a <laughs> dick you can't be like you know i wish it yeah I've had Amanda Griffiths on from the uh, Civil Discord podcast, and she lives in Los Angeles. And, you know, skinny, blonde chick. And she was uh, she's like, yeah, I've gone, gone for some of these things. And, you know, in the waiting room will be 20 other girls who look exactly like me. And she goes, it's weird when you walk into a place like that. It was, um, it was very, very shocking to me when I moved to Georgia from living in Los Angeles my whole life. Because I, I had this impression of myself. I mean, I was at one time, but even when I moved after losing a lot of weight and when I was still in LA, I was like, I am huge. I'm just never going to be normal size. Right. And I moved out here and I saw normal sized people and like heavier, a lot of heavier people too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Welcome to the South where everything is deep fried. <laughs> well, my friend, uh, Jessica, you know, Jessica Green, soup can artist. Yes. Uh, yeah. We can drop all the names if we, if we have to. So, yeah. Let's just talk about everyone. Uh, we are, we're best friends and we hang out. She lives close to me and yeah. she's like, girl, you have a body built for the South. Like you are fine here. He's like, you just didn't know that like you were just in the wrong spot. So she always tells me like, you're fine now, you know, but <laughs> It's crazy because there's one mom at my kid's school, and so this is kind of a a funny story. I I was chaperoning a um, like a field trip, and she was chaperoning too. And she was in my group, and she was telling me like I told her like, "Hey, my husband's in the entertainment industry." We're just talking, and she goes, "Oh, my family is." And so I kept asking her what she did, and she would tell me. She told me she was on a uh, reality TV show, but I didn't know what it was. So I looked it up when I got home and I was like, oh, okay, I know what that is. And I'm yeah. not going to say which one, but like, um, anyways, I refuse to acknowledge <laughs> that I know what it is. And every time I talk to her, I ask her how her family's casino is <laughs> or something else, because she reminds me of the people in Los Angeles. She's a perfectly nice lady, which just reminds me like she has that super, um, like very, very thin LA figure. Obviously she had lived in LA for a long time. And it wasn't, it's not that it's that she has that attitude. Like she wants so bad for me to recognize her of like who she is. And I'm like, (laughs) what is it that you guys do again? Like you build sets, like it's just. And if you knew who she was, you would know that this is so odd. But I honestly had no clue who she who she was at first, and now I don't want to like be like, "Hey, I looked you up," because that's even weirder. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I'm like, how is it that I moved to this 
teeny tiny town and this is who i end up making friends with so no because georgia's kind of becoming the second hollywood though i hope not it makes me so sad i mean i i we moved i mean you have marvel filming down there you had the walking dead film down there for a long time so yeah i mean i know walking dead is done um my husband actually just finished a marvel thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just yeah, it's like don't say too much that uh that contract that non-disclosure <laughs> i he just yeah but it's like i know that people are moving here for that i just don't i just hope it doesn't turn into the same type of politics and the same type of bullshit because georgia's yeah. really special it's, it's really a nice is. place I, I lived there while i was in the army so did you <laughs> Yep. I love it here. I I every day I think, oh man, I am just so. It's such a blessing to be here, especially after living thirty eight years in Los Angeles, my whole life in Los Angeles, and yeah. not realizing how extremely, like, just how warped it is, and the the mindset just talking to like Jessica and some of my other new friends out here and they have such a different view of things. Um, like I had said something the other day about Botox and they're like, what are you talking? Like, <laughs> I was like, doesn't everybody just get Botox? Like I'm going to be 40 next week. It's time to get Botox. And they're like, where, where are you going to get Botox? <laughs> like, I mean, I yeah, can find. Yeah. Those little, uh, aesthetic, uh, clinics are all over the place. I mean, we even have them over here in Baton Rouge. That was, that was like yeah. a few times. It was like, it was, you drive by and it was like PRP for your balding. I was like, what is PRP? And then you go and look it up. I was like, Oh wait, I can get injected with my own blood and my hair grows back. What? Yeah. And then you look at then you call and ask how much it is. And they're like, no, oh, that's like too much. Oh, I have I'll just no embrace the that. suck of being bald. <laughs> I'm all about the like, or I'll do the derma roller where they put the little needles all through your face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll do it all. I'll do it all. <laughs> I have no qualms about it. I, I feel worse having other people have to look at me because I'm over 22 in public. <laughs> like, <laughs> my mindset still is like, I apologize for not. Yeah, but it's Georgia and like nobody really cares about all that. So. I know. I know. They're, it's so different here. They care about like values and kids and you know all it's weird it's like there's no there i i haven't seen one uh transgender pride parade dildo wearing penis since i've been here i mean i'm starting to wonder because that's just a tuesday in los angeles well that all that shit like happens in new orleans like 45 minutes away from me and i don't ever go there so yeah <laughs> uh but yeah, don't I worry about the, about the culture being changed. Louisiana had its little fling with Hollywood in like the early 2000s because we had like the Dukes of Hazard being filmed down here. Yeah. A whole bunch of others. Like Jessica Simpson even moved like five minutes down the road from me. And like the, the culture pretty much just stayed the same. And then they cut like the tax breaks for the Hollywood studios. And that was kind of it. So. Yeah. They, um, I see the, the commercials, how like, they're saying like Stacey Abrams brought, brought Hollywood to Georgia. I'm like, dude, this chick is insane. Like she really does have like, she has to have some sort of mental defect or something that she thinks that 
she, she thinks she did that. And then people, of course, Hollywood is willing to go along with it because yeah. they, they, oh, they gave her a role on the new Star Trek. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, as, as ambassador to earth. So <laughs> should they really, or is that, am I missing something? No, that's like a legit thing. They, they gave oh. her the role of ambassador of earth for the, one of the new uh, Star Trek shows on CBS. And I'll almost bet that she went back to her trailer at the end of every day and thought to herself that she was actually ambassador to earth. I think she might in the Federation of planets. She, um, for her to actually say that Georgia is the worst state in the nation to live in. And I just thought you selfishly, you, you look around, you disgusting woman. I mean, yeah. and, and the people here are so great. And I have to say, if you're from the South, you might not notice it. You might have a sense of pride, like, but as an outsider seeing how much better the culture is here, people are so, they're just, the, the hospitality is on a different level. Even the, even their attack campaigns, like Raphael Warnock, they have this ad that they play <laughs> all the time where they're like, Raphael Warnock. His life story is inspiring, but as a representative, he doesn't do the best job. It's like, bless his heart. He's trying. Oh, He's just not good. I'm like, dude, this guy is literally the Antichrist. And we're just saying like, like he had, you know, it's, it's hilarious to me how, how nice they are in these ads, but, uh, man, it, it does scare me that people actually think Stacey Abrams would do any sort of good job. And I tell people, like, I'm 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 a one woman campaign against Stacey yeah. Abrams. Like like I am a walking warning. Like, listen, I'm from the future. <laughs> I, come, I can tell I you exactly where this goes. Yeah. Let me show you. Because literally a decade from now, you'll be sorting your trash in the middle of a fire when you can't turn on your generator to uh turn the air on and you have literally no electricity trust me this is not going where you think it's gonna go and the only right. person that's gonna watch your kids is a drag queen next door like please trust me this is not what you want <laughs> it's it's wild that people are like well it's not gonna get that crazy it's like yeah yeah it really is and it's gonna yeah. get crazy fast yeah people have no idea just how pervasive uh the left can actually be in their craziness uh if you've ever taken a trip like up to seattle or los angeles or some of these other like leftist enclaves like new york city is another good example and you just see how bad shit is and especially if you come from a place like the midwest or the the south here and you're just like whoa how, pe how do people live like this and it was like oh well, you know they've been voting for it for decades yeah this is the thing even los angeles wasn't as horrible as it became uh post like 20 like 2018 it started getting real like horrific um yeah after trump won people kind of ratcheted up it was very strange because the idea i would imagine is like look how bad he is like look how bad this this president is everything's getting terrible in this completely democratic, Democrat-run state, this completely hard, yeah. so blue, 
it's almost black state. Like, it's, <laughs> like oh, there's a quote that'll be taken dangerously out of context. What? <laughs> I said there's a quote that'll be taken dangerously know, out of context. Of, so I blue read... that it's practically black. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a racism joke, guys. Um, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> uh what did i say i said something the other day and people were so mad oh i made a joke about jazz jennings the trans kid about i don't know if you know who cam harless and i was like man cam yeah harless. of course i know cam he's a, yeah. he's a buddy okay after his whole like a uh, buy thing i said cam's blowing up faster than jazz Jennings after a hormone injection and a cheeseburger and people were like whoa no whoa. We're not gonna. like that's not and i was like it's fine it's not a trans joke it's a fat joke because she's fat and people were like can't say that i'm like can say whatever i want i don't care i have the Look, fat so <laughs> i i say words it's just air passing over my vocal cords yeah you know? it's like if we can't the, the the problem is is if we can't make fun of jazz jennings then that would make me transphobic so yeah i mean <laughs> you know me growing up it was everybody was busting each other's balls all the time it doesn't mean i was gonna, ever going to do violence on somebody no i mean yeah it's, a, it's the stupidest thing it was like well where's your violence no they're not violence is violence <laughs> my first my first like social outing uh, when I moved to Georgia was with a trans friend and my last social outing with, <laughs> was with a trans person, a trans friend in Los Angeles. So I'm not super concerned. Like yeah. they, I mean, and if like, they truly are a friend, they're, they're poking fun at you for being white and cisgendered, you know? So, yeah, I don't know what cisgendered is. I'm going to be honest. It's, I feel like it changes all the time. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's such a stupid term. I I hate the marketing terms around all of this. It's because they're like, oh, cishet. I was like, what? <laughs> Does it mean default? Like, unless it just means default woman, like the standard model. Like, yeah, pretty much. And they can't even just like say, oh, heterosexual. It's like, okay, I'll give you heterosexual. You know, okay, gotcha. I'm not heterosexual, though. So, I, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like all heteronormative heteronormative i guess yeah i love it i was like why are you adding qualifiers to an adjective we it's it's fine uh, like just right. say regular we all we all understand regular why don't we just all say man because i'm just like a woman is just a derivative of that let's just all let's yeah. just all say we're men let's just everyone's a man yeah and if you believe <laughs> the bible women are a derivative of man so yeah like <laughs> I hate everything. I really do. I hate it all now. I'm so tired of all of this. I feel like I don't know if it's everything is super weird and wrong or if I just have the old now. Like I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I turned How do you think I got all of these white hairs? It's like <laughs> carrying around a dictionary that changes every 5 minutes. I don't have any grays yet. So, I'm good mm. with that part of it. But okay, I right. am. I my birthday is on the twenty second. I'm gonna be forty, so I'm kind of like, 
Oh, we're yeah, we we gotta have a big fortieth bash for you then. I know, so. right? You should come. We're we're having a party on the twenty fifth. You should come out. Because my birthday is on the twenty seventh. Is it? Because yes, no way would that ever be trouble. We're gonna be birthday twins. What are you doing? Uh, me. Hopefully, I'm getting a steak and a big hunk of cheesecake. That's well, that's, that's the only thing I really look forward to. So. That's that seems like a good plan. <laughs> I drink some scotch. Taking cheesecake to happen. That's it. You're, that's such a dude thing. I'm like, I need to have a party. I need to have friends around me. I need to have margaritas. <laughs> yeah, my fortieth birthday was like not. It was basically just, I was like, oh, I, I had to work today. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, everything. Everything is like an event. Uh, not the like in between, but like when I turned thirty, I was like, I have to, I have to do a thing. So we had a tea party on the roof of the London Hotel in Los Angeles, and it was like an actual like, you know, afternoon tea. And <laughs> my friends were like, Why does everything have to be a thing with you? And I'm like, Listen. The dude from 90210 is right over there. So if you want to stay at my party with uh, with Ian Ian Zeering, then I'm gonna need you to just be cool with the fact that like I like to. Oh, it was Ian. It wasn't Jason Priestley. No, it was it was Ian uh, Zeering. Ian Zeering. Yeah. And my Mr. Aunt, Mr. Sharknado. Mr. Sharknado. Yeah. More known for Sharknado than 90210. There was like a pool right around the thing and they were swimming. So that's like. Uh, of course he was swimming yeah. in the pool with the sharks. And the it shark was nice. Tornado. It was lovely. So it was a good birthday. And then afterwards we went to. We had to go somewhere where there was real food because all my friend's husband showed up and they were like, we can't just have tea sandwiches. That's not like a real meal. Yeah, if I, you know, being a dude myself, and if I walk in and there's tea sandwiches being served, I'm like, I'm going to need to put some brisket in my belly here pretty soon. <laughs> that was good, though. That was good. We had fun. Like, I don't know about you, but mayonnaise and uh, cucumber bread is just not my Oh, that's the best. The little <laughs> cucumber sandwiches are my favorite. I think I'm going to make a cucumber sandwich now. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the only time a cucumber ever appealed to me was uh, working with a bunch of Mexicans building pools in Houston. Because this is what they had for lunch: they would get a cucumber, a lime, and that tahini uh, seasoning, and uh, they would cut the cucumber in half, squeeze a little bit of lime juice on it, sprinkle some tahini, and then they would just eat it straight like that. I was yeah. like, "There's no way that's any good." And then they gave me some and tried it. I was like, All right. All right, you beaners know what you're what you're doing here. This is good stuff. Yeah. You can buy. They have guys that will, um, like, in Los Angeles, they, like, walk down the street, and they have these carts, and they have corn, and they have cucumber, um, yeah. and then they have, uh, like, mango, and you can buy them. They're, like, in, like, plastic cups, and it's, like, the, the tahini and the seasoning and stuff. Yeah, I would just like to point out to everybody I didn't white guy pronounce that and by saying Tajin, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I got I got that one the other day. I was in the grocery store and I was because uh, now they've put like the the bottles of tahini up next to all the other seasonings. And uh, this this very very rotund Cajun fellow was like, "What's this Tajian stuff?" I was like, "Oh, no, this <laughs> tahini." <laughs> oh man, I will say that's like one of the things that I love about the South, man, is the Cajun food. <laughs> and I know that Georgia is doesn't even hold a candle to Louisiana, but I have to say, well, actually, the one place that I really like out here is this Flatlands Bayou place, and they're. The original is in Louisiana, and this is the second yeah. one that they open, right? Nice. And everyone likes, I know people are going to see this and be like, that is, they're so much better. But this place has the best shrimp and grits I've ever <laughs> had. Now, I've only had shrimp and grits since I moved to Georgia. But like, of all the places, I'm like, man, this is one of the best meals I've ever had. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, it's so good. Yeah, shrimp and grits, you, you can't really uh, go wrong with that. Um, the other thing uh, down here in the south is, uh, well, specifically in Louisiana is the, with the Cajun food, is to get cat, catfish train. So this is uh, a fried slab of catfish on top of uh, etouffee. It's the best thing of all time. And if I'm ever going to cheat, it's going to be catfish train. So good. <laughs> all right, I'm going to have to try it. Uh, my husband is, he loves gumbo. And so when we were in Louisiana, that's what he wanted. But every, it was like, we went down there, we were on, we stayed on Bourbon Street and we were down there like uh, right after Thanksgiving. And it was like, you couldn't go in anywhere without a, a vaccine card. And yeah, let, this is why we don't acknowledge New Orleans being a place anymore. Yeah. <laughs> are they still doing that? Uh, there, there's places that are still kind of uppity with it. Um, but for the most part, uh, if you show them like your phone and it might not have anything on it, they'll just go ahead and let you in. Yeah, we yeah, both had like a, one of those type thing. We both had our cards. We had, I mean, I've been really open. Like I was like, I'll take all of them because my I have sick kids. Um, but I wasn't going to show them. I was, I absolutely refused to, I absolutely refused to do that. I was like, wait, man, my medical decisions are one thing, but I'm not like, this is, I, I, I felt like I have to stand in solidarity with everybody else. Like, it's like the one thing I am usually very like libertarian about things very like I'm an individual and very like, "Eh." well, yeah, that's ultimately what it is. It was your choice. Yeah. But, and that choice shouldn't be like public for everybody else. Yeah, that's how, that's how I felt. But also, I felt like this is the one thing that I need to stand in solidarity with every everyone else. Like this is something I have to do. And if it means that I don't get to eat, like when I've waited my whole life to go to New Orleans, if if it means I don't get to you know experience everything, then it is what it is. That's just how that's just how life is. And uh, yeah, and kind of the good thing post Katrina was there was a lot of people who were just finally sick of new Orleans. So they moved elsewhere and Baton Rouge was like the first stop for most of them. So we got like a lot of those new Orleans staples places up here. We've got the Acme oyster house and everything else. And then, you know, they moved so far. It was like, even while I was driving through Texas to go to Childerberg, I was seeing like new Orleans places that are cropping up in like Houston and in Katy and stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, people are just setting up shop now. 
Yeah. I will say you guys are going to get mad if you're from Louisiana, but it could have been the beignets I had in Louisiana. Um, and we, but we stopped in Biloxi, Mississippi, and I swear they, the beignets there were the best I've ever had. And I, I don't even, I'm not a big fan, first of all. I'm sorry, I see your face. Uh-oh. I see your face. Uh-oh. But I mean. D- dissing the Cafe du Monde. Oh, no. I, no, I'm not. Because I actually, this is the thing. It would have been different if I could have got in. But it was like the Saturday they had some parade there. It was a, like Saturday. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Cafe du Monde is going to be ridiculous. There's insane. no way to get in. Yeah. So we went to some, we went to another place that somebody had recommended and I was like, eh. but so I'm Italian. We eat something called Zeppeli on Christmas and it's yeah. like a beignet, but it has butter and it has granulated sugar. And so yeah. for me, nothing really compares because there's that level of nostalgia. Yeah. But the ones in, in Biloxi probably aren't very traditional, which is probably why I liked them, because they had, like, this caramel sauce, and I was very, like, okay. No, it's got to have the powdered sugar all over it. It's they, like, I, you can't... got the powdered sugar. It's so yeah, messy. You, you... The whole car Yeah, had... no, no. No, you can't breathe while you're, while you're eating it, because if you, like, slightly inhale, you're going to inhale a bunch of powdered sugar into your mouth and into your yeah. lungs, and it's not going to be good. If you exhale, whole... you're blowing powdered sugar all over the place. Yeah, my whole car had like this haze of white. Oh. It looked like we just were like driving down the street like cokeheads. Like it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Up here in Baton Rouge, we got a place called Coffee Call. So shout out Coffee Call. Where you can get your cafe au lait and, and the beignets and they're pretty good. So I'll have to go there. I would it. What did I th- I think I I think we live three hours away. I know you told me it's like nine, but <laughs> I think yeah, if you live in Georgia, that's like a eight or nine hour trip for me. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm near Atlanta, so yeah, that's definitely like nine hours. So yeah, <laughs> we just. I, I wish it was four. I wish I can go over to Georgia in like four hours. That'd be awesome. But no, I that's know. not. That's I, not what are we near? I know like Tennessee is close, and. Yep. Um, and alabama but like i have no there's like no reason for me to go to alabama like i see the signs all the time it's like come on down no i'm not going there like that's a bridge too far i went through alabama it was scary i don't want to go back it wasn't as scary as arkansas but i'm not going back to alabama unless i have to yeah arkansas is always going to be sketched no matter where you go it's just uh... arkansas was the creepiest thing it was so it was like i i feel like the small strip of arkansas that i saw was enough for me to get a full-scale interpretation of the people of arkansas that and bill clinton and i'm like uh this is just inbreed inbreeding in in meth like that's all that arkansas has to offer like i have an uncle from arkansas and i'm like "Mm, yeah i feel like my assessment is accurate it's just, and and if I'm wrong, then I don't want to find out. I, I there's no way, there's no way for me to change that view of Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. So uh, shout out to Jim Davidson, who's like building an intentional community over there in Arkansas, which is probably like the only bright spot in that whole dark universe over there. So <laughs> it's a weird place, man. 
Yeah, it's, it's always kind of strange when you go up into that uh, Texarkana area where Texas, Arkansas, and Louisiana meet all in the same spot. And you're like walking around. It's like, it's like this is like the South on steroids. I don't know what's going on here, but I don't like it. It just seems to be too much. My, So we had been driving for hours and hours, and we stopped at like a QT. And my kids were Quick changing. trip for those of you who are not in the know. Uh, my kids were changing, and they were in the back. And this guy just decides he's going to walk up and stare at them. And my husband gets out of the car. No. Grabs no. his gun and he's like, move along. And the guy's like, all right. Like, it was like, it was no. like Aut- automatically like, not cool. Yeah. It was the creepiest, creepiest thing. I mean, he I was like, I was like, I don't know if he was on crack or what it was, but he was about to get shot. Like just at the end of the day, he's chosen that lot in life, but he just moved a lot. I was like, this is a, exactly about what I expected from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of strange things happen in Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. There's a, like, I will say, um, there's so much of the South is, it's just so beautiful. And I try not to say that because I don't want people moving here. Like, I know that I'm- No, stay, it's it's horrible. Don't, don't, don't move down here. Yeah, <laughs> like- <laughs> Like, I, I don't, I feel like, man, I finally found home. Like, I love it here. When I, I'm like, when I, I send Jessica pictures all the time because the view from across the street of, like, right across the street, I don't have anybody that lives across the street or next door to me. So right across the street, there's just, um, there's trees and then a lake. So you could just see the lake and I send her pictures and I'm enthralled by it. And she's like, that's that's great this is georgia there's water here like i'm from california there's no water we have the yeah. beach but there's yeah, no like the ocean green. yeah like we do we and, and even that is just covered with homeless people um so <laughs> to me i'm like there's a lake there this is like living <laughs> in a fairy tale and she's like literally everyone in the state lives within five minutes of a lake. Like, like she tells me all the time, I'm like, I am amazed. By we will drive by a pond and I'll be like, water, you guys, look, water. And they're like, don't care, mom. Like, I'm like, how are you not excited by this? It's so cool to me. Just, yeah, it's no like water. in Louisiana, we're going to be careful with that because that's either going to be a water moccasin breeding ground or, you know, filled with alligators. So, yeah. Yeah. When we were driving through the, one of the things I wanted to see, but my kids were a little freaked out, is I wanted to see those, like the city of the dead, kind of the like how your guys' cemeteries are, because there's so much water, like that they're all above ground. Oh, yeah, down in New Orleans, all the mausoleums and everything. Yeah, yeah I wanted to go do that, but my kids were like, I don't want to see that. That's creepy. But there's. It's just like little concrete houses. So it's like nothing to be creeped out about, unless you're there like in the middle of the night. So. Yeah, I mean. Which, you know, knowing me by the time we would have got out of the house. Um, but I did think all the, the houses down in New Orleans and Louisiana, it just reminds me so much of movies that you see about the South. It's so <laughs> enchanting. My husband's like, if we are here after dark, then we're going to get robbed. So we have to go. And I'm like, there's no way. This is wonderful. And he's like, it's not wonderful. Like no. He's like, trust me, I filmed down here. 
I wouldn't be down here without a full crew after dark. <laughs> like, he's like, this is not. Yeah, good. after the sun goes down in New Orleans, it gets sketchy really, really quickly. So, yeah, we we found out, and my kids had very different reactions. Like when we were on Bourbon Street, my son was terrified. He had a full blown panic attack, and he wanted to go inside. My daughter, who was five at the time, she was just obsessed with the guys that were that had flipped over the paint buckets and were playing drums yeah and she's like i'm gonna live here and it like scared the hell out of me because i just saw this vision of the future of my 21 year old daughter like you know at mardi gras she's like i'm gonna move here one day and i'm like you are not gonna move here you have a little too much of your mama in you, <laughs> like, but it is fun and we might come back when you're 20 so like but yeah, so I could see how different my kids were. My husband kind of had the same, like, I don't want the kids down here, so. <laughs> no, I think it's fun, like, in Jackson Square, because, uh, like, all of the little street musicians will go out there and play and everything. Uh, I've gone, like, walking around there and start singing with some of the guys playing guitar and everything. And it'd be really funny, you know, just, like, kind of gauging, like, reactions of people. It's like, oh, you can just do that. And I was like, yeah, nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. Uh-oh, I think I lost you. Uh-oh, did you lose me? Oh, there you are. I was like, wait, I couldn't hear you for a minute. Yeah, you know, good old sketchy Cox internet down here in uh, Baton Rouge. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm also, like, now half listening. My daughter just started crying, so I'm like... Oh, uh, mommy ears have, have perked up a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's she sad about? Probably just because... My husband just got home from work, so she's crying about how I've abandoned her to do a show. So, uh, <laughs> I yeah, know. my daughter, my daughter does the same thing. It was like tonight she found out that daddy's got a got a got a show, and I wasn't going to be able to do bedtime, and so that became a thing for like fifteen minutes. And then on top of that, she was hungry and everything else. So it's like, yeah. okay, well, here's this choice and this choice and this choice. I was like, I don't want it. I was like, okay, well, you're gonna have to eat something. <laughs> Yeah, that's what she does to me, too. It was like, oh, do you want chicken? Do you want macaroni and cheese? I, like, made her a plate of food, and um, she was not eating any of it. She was just sitting there, and I was like, she wanted blackberries. And I was like, man, you can have blackberries with your dinner, but I wanted to eat the other thing. She's like, I'm not eating any of it. And I'm like, okay, but don't come to me at, like, 10 o'clock at night. But she's yeah, going exactly. to do it. I'm going to feed her because she's got diabetes and her blood sugar is going to be low and yeah. she's going to have me over a barrel. So it's like, you know, um, so many times I just want to be like, I'm going to send you to bed hungry if you're going to act like this. And it's like, except that you would die. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> she kind of, it's like she got me on a technicality. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll even like start pulling out the stuff that I know she likes. It's like, okay, well, Daddy's got the good pepperoni. Do you want to have that with some cheese? No. I was like, oh, I got macadamia nuts. Do you want macadamia nuts? No. I was like, yeah. oh my god, why are you I making know. this more difficult? Just eat something. I know. I told her I was like, after the show, we'll get out the. I bought this little thing that you like, whatever. It was like this thing at Target where you can make s'mores. So I told her, nice. we'd open it. it's basically like a pot and the sterno that i paid like 40 bucks for <laughs> like i could have just bought a can of sterno and done the same thing but the kids were like it has to be the s'more official one i'm like Man, marketing works um so after this we're gonna go we're gonna go outside and make s'mores 
Yeah, good old s'mores. Every time the kids always say they want to eat those, then they don't want to sit that out, out there and then toast the marshmallows and, and get the graham crackers and the chocolate bars and everything else. And it's like, no, no. That. no. I was they like, well, you know, I can make these on the stovetop just as easy, right? I know. I put, she was asleep the other night and my son wanted one. And I was like, oh, we'll make toaster, toaster oven s'mores. So I yeah. made them in the toaster oven and he was like, it appealed to him because it wasn't messy and he doesn't like a mess. He's my child that cleans his own room and stuff. So he was How like, one of those. He's always been what? like that. He just, he'll clean a child up. that cleans up for himself without being told. When we moved into this house, the first thing he did, when so the, jealous right now, <laughs> when the movers came and dropped his stuff off, like he had it all arranged he had everything set up. He doesn't like messes. Um, my daughter, however, I mean, <laughs> it's it's wild because it's not even. It's like there, she's on the complete other end of the spectrum. Like she would live in her own filth if we allowed it. She does not care. She's <laughs> like a pig in a sty. It's wild. Yeah. Like unfortunately, that's like both of my kids. I was like. Ugh. Yeah, she's. It's like I if mean, you guys would just pick up like a little bit every day, then it's not a problem on the weekends. <laughs> I know my son will be. My son is like he'll come down and if he like every once in a while he'll be like I don't want to do that or whatever he wants to play his video game, but then he'll come down and you know he knows to take the trash out. He knows to, like he's he is pretty, he's pretty great about all that stuff. So. Um, I don't really have to worry too much about him. It's my daughter. She's the one. And she's so bad about, I mean, she's just the worst, man. I'll find like rotten, like, like full grown mold on like just boxes of strawberries hidden in a closet, you know? Um, yeah. 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 That's my son right there. It's just so <laughs> gross. The other day she had a, a family size thing of Nutella. And she just took a loaf of bread and started sticking it in the Nutella. And then it was no. all over my bench, all over my table. Uh, I oh. was just like, dude. And then I couldn't clean it all out. And I'm like, this thing of Nutella is probably $37 because of inflation right now. <laughs> like, so I'm trying to scrape breadcrumbs out of it. And at some point yeah. I realized like, it's a lost cause. And I just look at her. I was like, the only thing you're eating is bread and Nutella for the next week. Because I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing this away. <laughs> and the like, she's just like, I don't understand, you know. Because before, you know, her dad and I were always kind of like not wasteful, but I just would have been like, I'm throwing it away. I don't, I don't care that much about them. Yeah. Now it's like I can't even afford to drive to the grocery store to buy Nutella, let alone. Whatever it's going to cost for this. So, like, so you're eating yeah. Nutella and breadcrumbs for a month. Yeah, it gets pretty wild. It's like every now and every now and then I'll open up like the uh, the silverware drawer, and I was like, oh, I'm missing like 15 forks. Let me go into my son's room, and then look underneath his bed and find forks with like various food particles stuck to them, oh. and a trail of ants going to the wall. Oh, that's my kid. <laughs> That's yeah. my and it's kid. like exactly. it's like son you just can't toss it under the bed it still exists yeah. if so, you toss it under the bed yeah we 
are like I before my kids had, which was very early in life. Um, but be, before they got diabetes, my kind of thought process was I'm never going to put limits on how much they eat. I would just have things in the house that they could eat. And then they got diabetes and I have to have things with sugar in the house. So we have lots of jelly beans, candy, things like that. Um, right. But I still tell them, hey, like, I'll bolus you, you know, just let me know. Uh, my daughter will sneak food all the time um, just because she will just inherently pick things that it's like any mom is not going to let them have a whole jar of Nutella, you know. But my right. son will sneak things like today I was like, hey, did you steal or did you sneak like a thing of tuna? And he was like, yeah, I made the tuna and crackers. And I was like why didn't you tell me? And he was like, I don't know. I'm like, you have to tell me, you know, like, cause I have to bullish you. You're not in trouble. And he was like, I don't know. I just didn't like, that's the kind of stuff like he does. Like he'll be like, I tried to make myself a salad, you know, without telling <laughs> he is, he's like, he's everything about him. He's the kid that wants to eat salad and vegetables and sushi and, you know, <laughs> tuna. My daughter's like, I want to eat macaroni and cheese in a tub of my own filth while I watch 500 hours of YouTube. So, <laughs> oh yes, good old, good old YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I don't. My daughter has like gotten into like makeup videos on YouTube, and I'm just like, no, you're not watching this. <laughs> How old are your kids? Oh, she's five, and my son is 13. So. Oh, okay. So my daughter just turned six two weeks ago. So they probably get along. She'll be turning six at the end of August. They are. They're close in age. Um, yeah. Yeah. My daughter watches those un unwrapping videos or whatever. Oh, the where they open up the toys and everything. Oh, those those get annoying. And it's like, and my, and she'll be like, I have that. I have that. I have that. And I'm like, fucking play with it. Why are you watching this kid? <laughs> and she asked me the other day, she's like, can I, she's like, can I start making videos? I'm like, absolutely not. No. She's like, you made, you know, you make videos, you made videos with freckles. And I'm like, I know, but I'm an adult. I don't want you on there. And she's like, but Averly, like, I don't know, uh, Averly, one of those YouTube kids, Ryan does it, blah, blah, blah. Ah, uh, yes, All good old A for Adley. I get constantly uh, reminded about that one. So my husband will. Daddy, quit. she has red hair like you do. Like, yes. <laughs> yes, very good. My husband won't let her watch it. So that's the one like, and there's no, we have no reason. This is his reasoning. And I can, I just had to back him up is he said he gets a weird vibe from the dad, like the dad daughter relationship. He thinks it's just, it just something about it makes him uncomfortable. So he won't let her watch it. I, I keep waiting for the dude to slip up and call her meal ticket. <laughs> right. He's like, <laughs> it's so uncomfortable the way they interact together. It's not just us. Like, watch yeah. it. You'll, yeah, there's something. There's something off. So that that goes with any kid on YouTube where their parents are involved. It's all kind of yeah. weird. There's like there's another one called Nastia and like Uncle. They're all Russian, and there's like yeah. several different like language versions. And it's like, oh no, this guy has like figured out how to pimp out his niece daughter yes. who knows what it is <laughs> and they call him uncle and it's yeah yeah it's just it's just yeah, no <laughs> and it was that's weird you're i'm getting like i can't you your voice is not matching up with your 
your video is not matching up with your audio. So I'm like, I have been out of sync. Yeah, it's out of sync. Um, I'm doing, no, I'm doing yeah. Kung Fu Theater. That, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> We're now Mystery Science Theater 3000. So yes. I'm gonna, I'm okay. <laughs> I, I finally, somebody else that knows what I'm talking about, man. I spent. Dude, MST3K, that was like the only thing that we watched on Comedy Central growing yeah. up. And my mom fucking hated it because then we would do the mst mst3k stuff to regular movies that we were watching and every thanksgiving they would have 24 hours of mystery science theater 3000 yeah. yep she hated it oh my oh, god she hated man. It so i love that show i used to watch that in space goes coast to coast like i spent oh, yes. so many hours as a teenager Stoned AF watching Mystery Science <laughs> Theater and Space Ghost. <laughs> I feel like probably some people would call it a waste. I would call it a development of my personality today. <laughs> like a major yes. characteristic of who I am. So, yeah. Um, Thanks to MST3K, it's like anytime I go to watch a movie, like I've got the rolling commentary just going on in my mind right now. So, okay. I love it. Not so the new episodes with uh, Jonah Ray. No, 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 no. To me, that's not MST3K. Sorry. No, no. That was on what? Comedy Central or Adult Swim? Yeah, they had it on Comedy Central first, and then yeah. they got uh, who was the Mike, and then they switched it over to the Sci-Fi Channel, and then it got canceled yeah. after that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I was trying to think which what the other one is, um, but Space Ghost was on Adult Swim, and then there was some other show that used to come on. There was a Brack show that was like the offshoot of Space Ghost. Yes, Brack. <laughs> I love that show, man. It's so funny. I'm gonna actually go look up episodes tonight. It was like one of my favorite things. Well, my favorite thing on Adult Swim was Sea uh, Lab 2021. So okay. I remember. Man, that's like a bringing back memories. I know everybody. Everybody on social media now is like twelve. So I'm like, when I say these things, they're like, "What? What are you talking about?" I'm like, "How do you not know Space Ghost or Mr. Yeah, Zygotes? because you know they were like zygotes when they came out. So I know, but so much of the culture of social media is like those two shows, like. It's like it, it are like weaved in to so much of social media now. It's just how people talk, and they don't even realize it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was even making an uh, an ATF like Aqua Teen Hunger Force joke uh, in in real life, and one of the guys was like, "What Aqua Teen? What?" I was like, Aww. "Yeah, you know, with Master Shake and fries," and and it was like, "No," I was like, "God damn it!" Oh man. I know there's so many things that like are when people when I said I said something about I think like Johnny Bravo the other day and someone was yeah like, I made a Johnny Bravo reference to my own detriment it was like what <laughs> Johnny Bravo and they said it was like vintage well, that's okay because it's Johnny Bravo <laughs> oh man Johnny Bravo Rocco's Modern Life all of those shows you could just get just smokable and you had like a whole evening like it was like you had a like, entertainment for the night so oh, that's right 
That's right. Yeah. Living living life correct right there. So <laughs> I know, right? That's how that's how you get far in life. So <laughs> But that's a pretty good place to uh, drop it off this evening. Brits, go ahead and drop all your plugs and get your grift on. Um, I'm nowhere. I have a new show coming out uh, soon. And Please. Start, yeah, I'm trying. The Freckles and Brit show, Fab show is now defunct, so it's probably not coming wah, back. Wah, wah. I know. It was just a lot. Once, once there was no world timeout anymore, we wanted to go outside. So yeah. um, Freckles got married, and the, it was the whole thing. It was like a whole thing. Um, I'm still on Tweets by Brits. I started a new account, Salt by Brit, and it is so salty. I have I I had Tweets by Brit that I've had that account since 2009. Salt by Brit. <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I, I would be shocked if it lasts a month. So catch me <laughs> while you can, because I am like everything that you thought I was gonna say on Tweets by Brit that I just didn't go there. I go there on Salt by Brit. So and then I'm on Clubhouse at Salt by Brit too. I still go into all those rooms. Um even got that down below. Right there. All right. The ticker. I'm right there. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no shows right now. Um I you know, maybe I'll come back here and we can hang out again. So <laughs> So you haven't done the thing that I've done and like completely deleted Clubhouse because I kept getting brought into rooms. No, I I will. I'll have to like. You're gonna have to come out here and I'll show you how to like just turn it off and then you can be on Clubhouse when you want. <laughs> but every time I go into a room now because I didn't go in Clubhouse for a long time. Um, now people are like Brit, you're back, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go because I don't want to talk to you. I just wanted to like be incognito, and then also. Still, occasionally, I, I've, I'm still doing my day job as the, as the customer service rep for OnlyFans. So yeah, that's uh, OnlyFans refunds on Twitter. Is yeah, one of the greatest bits we ever came up with live on the show. And we did. I, I absolutely credit you for that. <laughs> um, and so, and people do. People do actually write me um, at least once a week. I get requests for, for refunds. So um, I'm going to, I think after talking to Eric, I think what I'm going to do is just black out their names. I'm going to start putting the actual. Yeah, you might as well have fun with it. So, yeah. so I, <laughs> I mean, they're going to DM you credit card information. No, know. I wouldn't Daddy needs that. New shoes. <laughs> but I do think it's funny when they tell me like, Hey, I didn't actually sign up for this. And I go through like, well, it, sure. did you hit, you know, uh, that you want to sign up. So, yeah. Funny, true story. Uh, Back in the gap when Madison was a thing, I was like trying to tell my friends and coworkers about it. I was like, yeah, it was just this, you know, thing online that you sign up and you can go cheat on your wife. Look how easy it is to sign up. And I signed up and guess what happened? Like the big uh, hack leak, like my email information got all over the place. It was like, it was, it was a joke. I was showing my buddies that you could just sign up for it. (laughs) (laughs) That was the funniest thing ever. And it's, I think Ashley Madison ended up being just a bunch of single dudes too. Yeah. That that was like, oh man, they had bots and everything that would get on there. It was like reading the news stories. I was like, oh, that wasn't going on when I wasn't logged into it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh, I'm that. Gosh, people just come up with anything. So. Yeah, good times, good times. And, you know, <laughs> getting robbed. 
Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. I'll have you on anytime you want to be on. Uh, yeah, and hopefully uh, here pretty soon we'll get to meet up in Meat Space and uh, get drunk and like drive all over the place in a golf cart and damage oh, property. Let's Who knows? Do it. We'll go down to Peachtree <laughs> City. They encourage yeah. that. They, <laughs> there's a there's a sign on the on the on the entrance to the city that's like have golf cart, be drunk. I think they're actually. I think that is the actual sign. So. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think they let you in if unless you unless your blow is you have to take a breathalyzer to go in and if it's under <laughs> 0.09 it's like no you're not drunk you enough <laughs> they only let you sober up if you got a drop if you got to fly delta uh delta don't even remind me <laughs> all right Brit, have fun around the timeline we'll catch you around next time okay bye thanks for having me on yeah no problem and there she goes folks Please buy Brits, salt my Brits. Uh, catch her around uh, Twitter and Clubhouse, of course. Uh, you'll find the links and everything down below in the show notes, as well as links down below in the show notes to help out this guy. Um, so I've been kicking uh, around the idea of going on a little tour of the Gomez, the uh, Gulf of Mexico Autonomous Zone. So uh, I put out a little little tweet uh, to kind of gauge interest and see who would actually show up to uh, do a live podcast with me and everything. So I was thinking sometime in September, go to Houston, right here in Baton Rouge, uh, Gulfport, Mississippi, Mobile, Alabama, and Tallahassee, Florida. So we'll have to see how that works out. If you guys uh, find that little poll on my uh, Twitter thing, I'm actually going to go ahead and pin it uh, right now. But anyways, guys, take it easy, and we'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out. <laughs>